I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL, played 11 seasons for the Packers, the Panthers, the Seahawks. He's a skill development specialist now, founder of ProcessToPerform.com. And host of the On My Block podcast he does with former Packers great Amon Green. You can find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. He's been gracious enough to join us all season. Now we got him on the Super Bowl wrap-up. Mike, man, what'd you think? Mike, we got you. There you are. There you are. We got yeah, you. Yeah, sorry about it. Yeah, I was just saying it's a heck of a game. Um there's just so, there's so many subplots in this game. It, it was just that it was you know, from from Jalen Hurts' performance, all the people are out there saying that oh, we got to make him play quarterback, and he yep. goes out throws the ball thirty eight times, has three hundred seventy yards of total offense. You you look at the and the, you know Patrick Mahomes probably supplanting a number of Hall of Fame quarterbacks and kind of the, on the Mount Rushmore quarterbacking right now, and the way he the way he played, the way he delivered the second half. I mean, think about it, man, a ninety nine QPR in the second half of the Super Bowl, unbelievable. Like that, like that just doesn't even make any sense, but. Uh, up front, I'm an up front. I'm a I'm a trench guy. The offensive defensive line was a big talking point going into this game, and I think maybe what was most relevant to the outcome of this game, unfortunately, was the conditions of the field because it really changed the it really changed the course of the football game. All right, then. So let's start there. NFL really blew it, then, huh? What was it? Eight hundred thousand they spent on this, and I read growing it for two years. Like, is this on them? How much of a of a factor was it for both of those lines, Mike? Break it down for us. Well, first of all, the fact that they came out and bragged that it was eight hundred thousand dollars and they grew up for two years, you almost know that there's going to be a problem with it when they come up with that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but just immediately you go, well, there's something, something's not going to work. It doesn't make sense. Here's the problem with with the turf. So we, a lot of athletes have played on turf that they just recently put down. It it, it comes up really easily, especially when you're two hundred and fifty plus pounds. You got big, you know, those three big prong cleats in the you're trying to put in the ground, trying to deliver a lot of torque into the into the earth. It just digs up fast. You saw it all over the tape, I think. When you're watching the game live, you see people slipping. But when you go back and watch this game on tape, it looked like an ice rink. And what happens in particular, I talked about a lot a lot this week, that the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line, there was two huge matchups. The interior offensive line of the Chiefs versus the D-tackle rotation of the Eagles. And then you want to look outside and look at Orlando Brown Jr. and uh, Andrew Wiley versus Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, et cetera, et cetera, because that, I thought that Hassan Reddick in particular had a huge matchup coming his way because of just the way he's been playing. What happened in this game was, and let me, let me say one more thing, the, the, the Eagles offensive line and the Chiefs offensive line, particularly the tackle positions, they set differently. The Eagles are 
two of the best pass setters in the game. They set back, and they're basically inviting you to run out of options and bull rush at the end. So they just set back, they set back, they stay square for longer. The Chiefs guys will set flat, they'll angle set, and they'll invite you to beat them around the edge. And so Asana Reddick was going to have, I thought, a big game able to kind of get around the edge, go inside, make, make Andrew Wiley, make Orlando Brown Jr. redirect. Yeah. But because of this turf, it was so you have to have footing to be able to do that. And so it basically negates everything you're able to do from a defensive end standpoint. I'll put it to you this way, Jason. When I grew up, I was playing in Green Bay. If I, opened, if I opened the blinds on a Sunday morning game day in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it was raining outside, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to have a good day. I didn't care who we were playing. Because it turns that great athlete that I'm playing against into an average athlete. Yeah. And when the average athlete is only 245 pounds and I weigh 320, life's going to be pretty tough for that kid. I, I can see it. I can see it. And, I, and I'm not sure this people are talking about it enough. That's why – that's why you know your insight. This is what we love about having you on every Monday. Um, huge impact on the game. Okay, what's the what's the proper perspective as you see it, Mike? On a you know an epic game like that, you got great performances on both sides of the ball. You mentioned Hurts. I could not believe how good he was. What's the proper perspective when it all you know ends in large part on that on a on a defensive holding call by James Bradbury that he, even he admits, yeah, I held him. But I was hoping they wouldn't call it. They hadn't called it all night. What? How do you sum it up, Mike? I think that was the first holding penalty of the evening. Yep. And so, yeah. So when you when you kind of look at the totality of the game, what's at stake? And it's just like, um, you know, in basketball, the referees. The easiest way to look at it actually is if you're a pitcher and you're pitching in the strike zone early on in the game, you throw one that's like on the line, it's like the, at the corner. And the, and the umpire either calls it a strike or a ball. And you kind of know for the rest of the game that that's going to be a strike or the ball. Like, you can play the edges or you got to put it right down the middle, right? And yes. it's the same thing with defensive holding calls or really any calls in the game. The way that the refs call the game early in the game, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, the first 57 minutes of the game is the way you expect them to call for the totality of the game. And so I think at the end, even though you can say, hey, by the book, that might be a holding call, if they haven't called Call, if they have not made calls like that the entire game, calls are maybe even more egregious than that one the entire game. To lose the game with the impact that that one play has on the legacy of these, you know, we, we were robbed of Jalen Hurts' yep. chance at a legacy. We were robbed of that because of that, of that call. Was it by the book? Was it a holding call? Maybe it was. But because the way the game was refereed for the rest of the, of, of the, the 57 minutes, I just don't know how you make that call in that moment. Yeah, I, I, I'm, and then and where that ball landed too, that was just part of it for for me. But um, you know, I, right. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you in, in in that instance. And I know by the book, it's it's holding. Uh, that's a tough spot. And it's a tough spot to put Bradbury in, especially with everything they've put into the season going into that game. It's just a tough call in such a such a huge game. How, how was? Give us an idea, Mike, of the precision it takes from the motion. You know that was involved, and with Tony and Sky Moore there on those those two touchdowns that were so wide open in the second half. You know the snap being at exactly the right time. I mean, I know the Chiefs went to the merry-go-round at one point, but the 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 the, the precision it takes to get guys that wide open. And now I'm I mean, I'm questioning how much of the field is part of this too. But the precision it takes for that KC offense to to have that Philly defense is on his heels as it was, especially on those two plays. So if we're talking about those two plays in particular, you'll actually go back and see in the Jacksonville game, Doug Peterson did that to the, 
to the Chiefs as well. Same kind of motion, went back out, and the guy's open. The reason being, the first, in the first instance, to Tony, when he comes back in, he really starts moving fast, and you see both defensive backs start pointing at each other. They both yep. turn their chest into the quarterback, and neither one of them is really looking at where Tony's going to go. They're just assuming he's going across the, the motion. Yeah. So he goes and makes the play, and it's almost like uh, when he turns back out, gets the whip round, and he catches the touchdown, it's almost like, all right, fair play. We'll, we'll get that one next time. Like, that communication error is not going to happen again. Literally, the, right, the next touchdown, when they get back down there, I think it was after the punt, they do it on the other side, and now – the, instead of both guys just kind of trying to pass it off, one of them takes off and just starts running across the, uh, the, 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 uh, the center. And unfortunately, his man just turned around and caught the ball back the other way. But so what happens in those situations, we saw this against uh, – Devontae Adams did this against Jalen Ramsey a couple of years ago, where they went like halfway across, went back, and then sprinted across and caught a ball on the flat for a touchdown when the Packers were playing the Rams, I think it was on a Monday night football game. And what you're really doing is just challenging leverage, right? You're saying, yep. if you go behind me as a defensive back, if you go behind me, I'm just going to throw it to you. I'm just going to throw it in front of you, and we're going to get a touchdown. And now they're saying, well, if you're going to try to beat me across the quarterback, well, then I'm just going to go back the other way. So it's a really, really good scheme. There's not, I don't know that there's a really great way to deal with it if you're playing man defense and then those defense are really worried you start worrying about all the communication errors. So it's a great scheme. It's a great system that they run over there, obviously. And uh, it's just, sometimes it's just tough out there, you know? Yeah, no question about it. Uh, let me ask you this. If you had blocked all night for Jalen Hurts and he gives you a performance like, like that, and, and you know, you know, I'm sure he's thinking about the fumble and, and, and its impact on the game that was returned for a touchdown. We get all that. But you think about it. I mean, he came right back down and led him on that drive right after, takes momentum back as good as he was the entire time. I mean, you know, most days you play like that, you're going to end up winning the Super Bowl and you're going to be Super Bowl MVP. If you'd been his teammate last night, Mike, and you'd been blocking for him all night long, you saw that greatness on display. What, what are you telling Jalen Hurts in the locker room if he ain't coming to you apologizing the kind of teammate he is? Yeah, I mean, I hope he's not doing that. I think everybody, you know, there's always, whenever you win or lose a game, there's always enough blame to go around. Um, and I, he seems like the ultimate teammate, so he's, you no know, he's probably out there regretting some of his plays. But uh, listen, that, that I, I thought about it this morning, because you know, you're, you're watching the game, and, and especially at Philly's offense, you just start going, how did you lose this football game? Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't understand how they lost. They, they're, they're so, so good at what they do. Um, I thought Spagnola did a great job of bringing some pressure. He tried it early in the game, and, and they had answers. But, you know, a couple plays in the third and fourth quarter, they didn't have answers for it. They got it on a third and eight. They got him out of – or third and five, excuse me. They, they got him to roll out to his left and throw the ball away, and it turned into another touchdown drive for Pat Mahomes. So, um, I thought the defense did a good job in, in, in general of trying to shut those guys down. But, w- listen, when you score 35 points in the Super Bowl, you're supposed to win the game. That's right. You know, this is, this is really more about Patrick Mahomes and – you know, playing on almost a perfect – I think he had one throwaway in the first three drives in the second half. They had three touchdowns. You just go – I mean, that's just unbelievable. You know, I, I, I don't know what you do. I was making a joke this morning, Jason. It's like, you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you're the general manager and you're, you're looking at the, the roster and, like, where do we need what to make improvements? It's like, yeah, it's like, what are you supposed to do? You need to go get, a, like, a better water softener? Like, like you know, they're healthier snacks at halftime? Like, what, what are we supposed to do? They're, they're all – they're studs. Yeah. You know, they just – 
just one of those days. No, I couldn't agree more. We're talking to former Pro Bowl offensive lineman Mike Wall here on Jason Giants. Been kind enough to join us every Monday here during the season, making us uh, smarter. You mentioned Mahomes perhaps supplanting some, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, whatever else, in terms of where you put him in the in the pecking order of things. Does this? I ask you this because you know you know that guy so well in Green Bay. Does this put him above Rodgers in any conversation? Are you are you you know disrespecting Mahomes now? If you try to throw Rodgers into conversation now, now he's got the skill set to go with the two Super Bowls, the two MVPs. Yeah, I, got to don't you? Yeah, you, have, you it, it, it certainly. If you're not having that conversation, then I, I don't know what you're watching. He's he's just he's unique. He's special. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal generational talent as well, uh, but because they, because he has the two Super Bowls. Um, because arguably he was the best player on the team when he lost uh, when, he, when he lost in the Super Bowl. Um, he's been to what five AFC championships in five years of starting. I mean, just yeah, two MVPs. Uh, you, you're starting to think about the scenario where he can get to seven, where he can get to top. I mean, he's that he's like having that kind of career. And I think I, I heard something this morning that they have somewhere like nine or 11 draft picks. This year. I mean, there's, they have, op- and they're already on his contract. They already have opportunities, opportunities for them to keep going. Andy Reid's still coaching. Yep. So right now, if you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, if you're looking at Drew Brees, if you're looking at John, I mean, there's, there's guys from the past. I mean, for me, you know, Tom Brady, I don't know if Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever. He's certainly the best winning quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. He's got to be up. He's the he's the guy. He's the standard right now. And, and then you start looking at you know for me it's you know Joe Montana's up there somewhere. Peyton Manning's up there somewhere. But who who else is above Patrick Mahomes? I don't I don't know. I mean he's he's at that level. He's at least in the conversation, right? Oh, I, I think he is. I mean, I got you know Tom, and then you mentioned the guy for me, Joe Montana. I think you know with four of them. You could still make that argument there, but I, I can't put too many after that. I mean, I know Bradshaw, what, four, but only the one MVP yeah, and the on, skill yeah. set. It's not even the same conversation in terms of like, ball skills. It's so, now, isn't right. it? It's almost I, a different sport now. I just figured some of those some of those old Pittsburgh fans might throw in his, all his Super Bowls at us, but no, nah, he's not even in the conversation. I'm, I'm absolutely with you. So, so with this formula, Mike, I mean, you know, the question was, can he do it without Tyree Kills? It feels silly, but that was the question we were asking this preseason. It, mm-hmm. Let me ask you. So, so we know they can go year to year, guys. Juju Smith Schuster, Tony, whatever else. Um, does he have to have Kelsey? Does he have to have Andy Reid? Or, 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 you know, how much of this is Mahomes alone? I was just coming before we had you on. So much of this feels like you know Belichick Brady. You know, you've got this perfect thing with Andy Reid. Does he need the two of them? And then you could just put anybody at receiver in terms of this continuing, Mike. You know, him him staying in this kind of shape and. You know, is a con- this true a contender year after year? Do you have to have Kelsey? Do you have to have Reed? If you look at really good kind of relationships, let's, let's talk about Joe Montana, right? Joe, Joe Montana has a Hall of Fame coach, right. and he has, you know, arguably the greatest receiver of all time. Yep. Uh, you look at when Troy Aikman was having success. They go through a couple of different coaches, right? But originally they, they have a Hall of Fame coach. And they have Michael Irvin. I mean, you, 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 see, you know what I'm saying? So yes. you, start, you start looking at these really good combinations and you go, you know, when Brett won, Hall of Fame coach, he's got Chewy at, at, at tight end. I mean, you've got, you just have guys around you. And so yep. I think you need to have a combination of, uh, you definitely have to have a target weapon. You have to have one guy that you just know that from a relationship standpoint, 
he's gonna get your he's gonna get you a, a, re, a reception reps. Um, he's gonna be able to get open in difficult situations, and you can and you can kind of create your passing game around him, um, which is what they do with Kelsey. Whether or not he catches the ball or not, he's obviously the focal point of the defense. I think you need that. But you know, when you think about Andy Reid, he's you know he's probably wildly underrated from a coaching standpoint. Even though I, I think they're having that conversation now, but he is really the innovator of all of this, you know, get sweet motion, spread yep. the, all, all of this stuff that we see now, all these, you know, all the, the whip routes that we're just, I mean, he, he's the guy. He, he started all this. He made this kind of popular. He made, you know, all these, all these offensive explosions that we've seen and taking advantage of the new rules. Like that's Andy Reid, you know, and in large part, I don't know if there's other innovators of the game, but, He's at the forefront of that movement. Um, even at least, I think he's like 64 years old today. So yeah. uh, I, I think you need that that combination of, of a, a really good, innovative coach that knows how to utilize this skill set. I think the best thing, best compliment you can give Andy Reid is that Andy Reid isn't stuck to a system. Yeah. Right? He's, he's, he's stuck to his players. And it's been amazing the coach that he is. You know, with with everything, it's a whole book really on Reed. With everything he's had going on, his his personal life as tragic as it's been at times. Right to be this high level, this elite in a league where you you know you've got all these great coaches, these young up and comers that were trying to crown to be that good when you need to be against a defense that was that good coming in. There there ain't no doubt. I'm with you that I don't think he gets even as highly as we speak of him. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. Obviously, Chiefs are favorites going into next season. Uh, I think odds-wise, it's like Bengals, Bills, Eagles, Niners after that. Mike, if I was going a group out, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but a team outside of that group, outside of Chiefs, Bengals, it's a good one, Bills, Eagles, and Niners. I think that in terms of some of those were Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Packers, Jags. If I had told you to take an outside shot at one of those, told you one of those is going to come in here and, and win the Super Bowl next year, which one would you take? Just a long shot here. It's not, it's not the Cowboys. I mean, it's got to be a team from the NFC just to get to the Super Bowl, right? So, right. right. And they, I don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, um, the, the Detroit Lions look really good in that division right now. Um, I, I think they're going to have another great offseason. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I think they're going to look really good. Um, you, know what, you know what other team uh, I think is going to look even better next year. I think the Giants are going to take. I think the Giants are going to take a huge step forward next year. But for me, I'll just put. I'll just put it out there. The San Francisco 49ers were my favorite team going into the into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think. I think if Brock Purdy stays healthy, um, you know, who's to say? But I, I. I certainly would have bet for them to beat the Eagles in, in that game. So uh, if, if there's one team outside. And we don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be like. We don't know if Brock Purdy's going to come back from the ECL injury. And, and certainly I don't know if Trey Lance is the guy to take them um, just right now as many games as he has not played over the last, I think, seven seasons of, of football. Um, I think there's some seasoning that needs to happen there maybe. But San Francisco 49ers with a healthy quarterback, Brock Purdy in particular, I, I think that they'd be the – They'd be my favorites right now to go in the NFC. No, oh, I like it. I like it a lot. He is Mike Wall. You can follow him on Twitter at MikeWall68. Check out his site, processtoperform.com, and his On My Block podcast. Mike, thank you so much for everything this season, navigating us through it. You made us all smarter, brother. Can't thank you enough. No, I appreciate you having me on. It's a lot of fun. Pleasure, brother. He is Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Been an absolute blessing to have him uh, on the show for this season. Hopefully we can uh, we can pick it up and do it again next year. See, you could hear it in his voice. He was as ma- amazed by Jalen Hurts' performance as I was. Yes. I had to check myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
make sure you're not talking too much on the loser here. Yeah. But but I truly feel like it's 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 literally if Chiefs winning, Mahomes' greatness is story A, and it obviously is. I mean, right there, A one, A two is is the job Hurts did because again, you think about Philly and what it could be going mm-hmm. forward. If he's high on that list of great quarterbacks in the league, and you wouldn't have had him top ten coming into the season, mm-hmm. then it makes you think. Well, you know, I love what I love what Mike said there about the 49ers, and again, as complete a team as they are, they're going to be right there. But give me Jalen Hurts over a Trey Lance or a Brock Purdy. Two things on this. The first thing is it makes what the Chiefs did in the second half that much more amazing. No question. Given what the Eagles' offense did, and the second thing is Hurts about to get paid. Hey, hey. Somebody suggested that they should have paid him like it's sometime be, this season before oof. he went to the Super Bowl and you'd done a lot you'd have gotten a lot better deal on it. During the break. You're right, he is. CBS just posted I mean, just recently, within the last seven minutes while you were doing that interview, posted this or reposted it. It was written yesterday, but they reposted it because it's so popular. Uh his agent talking about what his deal is gonna be. <laughs> and it's gonna be I don't I don't think he's gonna get the five hundo, but it's gonna be up there. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Type. It's 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 crazy his ascension. It's crazy because we're we're just talking about Baltimore not wanting to pay right. Lamar, Lamar, who's yeah. won an MVP, mm-hmm. but not you know hadn't been in this position, hadn't played like this in a Super Bowl. No, and and they're talking about breaking the bank for him because of Deshaun's contract. It feels like now you have to bring you have to bring Jalen Hurts into that conversation of being one of those guys that it's his it'll be his turn just like anybody else. It's a great point and you know, it's even more sad for Lamar is that he's probably about to get outpaid by Jalen Hurts. That's just the reality. Cuz it's going to be what do what have you done for me lately? And I know he had the injury, but you're going to see Lamar get outpaid by Jalen Hurts now. That's what's going to happen. And yep. and he's not going to have he's going to just get franchised and be be it's going to is what it is. Yeah, I'm I'm I can't wait to see this Baltimore thing come to a Ooh. head. Whether they franchise him, decide to trade him, everything else. Told you that thing's been built around Lamar mm. and built around his rookie deal. Now they don't want to. You know, I I get it from Lamar's standpoint. Cleveland's paid Deshaun one thing. You've done more than Deshaun. I want that or more. Um, but that said, Ooh. haven't the Ravens sort of shown you what they think? Yes. And not giving it to you? Yes. I think, and then unfortunately, I think it's a lot larger than the no agent thing, although I think that certainly hurts the problem. The, the thing about Lamar is, well, and, and you got to give, you got to give Philly credit because unlike Baltimore, Philly goes and makes a deal for A.J. Brown. They draft Smith. Absolutely. You, you have legit weapons, weapons. around Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's never done that for Lamar. All I could think about when I was watching the receivers for the Eagles is how badly the Titans botched that deal with letting him but, go. But but go back but to your but point. Yeah, it, they're look, both right. look at what it did for Hurts last night. He oh, goes, he's a got guy all that, these a guy that people said at one point was an athlete playing quarterback goes twenty seven of thirty eight mm-hmm. in that game because he's got AJ Brown on one side catching for ninety six yards and a touchdown. Smith on the other seven for one hundred. Yes, Goddard in the middle and on on, on those flag routes. Everything else yes. six for sixty catching everything. That that's what <laughs> that's Baltimore crazy. has never done no. for for Lamar, Mm-mm. and they're not going to seemingly. You don't you don't want to pay him the fat contract, no. and you never put real weapons around him in the same way that Philly did, and 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 you're doing yourself the disservice because look at what putting those kind of weapons has helped do for Jalen Hurts as a thrower, as a passer. Mm-hmm. You maybe the ceiling's high on on Lamar as a passer, but well because you've only given him Mark Andrews and tight ends, and never really that downfield big threat. Yeah. I'm not talking about old Hollywood Brown who's no longer there. I'm talking <laughs> about that big number one like an AJ Brown. We'll just never really know, no. perhaps, 
with Lamar in Baltimore in the way that we now know on Jalen Hurts, that this dude's got a chance he might already be top 10 in the NFL, maybe even higher, especially when you put on like he did uh, last night. But he doesn't get it. You know, It's like Mike said, you play that well, you score 35 points, you expect to be Super Bowl MVP. Um, but again, you're running into Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and we see – we see how great that is at this point. Hurts is going to get better, too. Like, he's going to control the ball. Obviously, no question. He, he had a couple of fumbles in the game, which really cost them. But I, I don't think know. they can keep – we talked about this with Chris Canty on Friday from ESPN. I don't think you can keep running Hurts if you want to keep him around no. for a, a, a decade-long career or anything longer than that. I don't think you can run him mm-hmm. like you do now – in that way, consistently through the years, you'll get him. You'll, you'll get him torn up. You'll, he'll become Cam Newton. I say the same thing about Josh Allen in terms of yeah. at some point you do have to scale it back. But I think again, look at what you saw last night. If Jalen Hurts realizes that, hey, I want to put a couple of more. I want to put some more years on my career. Add him mm-hmm. on. I, I, I'll do more from the pocket. He's got the skills. He certainly has the weapons. It certainly makes those. It's easier for those skills to come out. Right, and, and and you have to give Philly the the. Uh, I give them all the credit. Yeah, they they said it the up. way they've developed him. There's no question about it. Well, we've got the rundown uh, coming up next. A lot more to get to as well. Got respect burgers coming up at one. Uh, Brad and I flying solo this week as John Martin makes his way back from Las Vegas. Probably flying in first class, I would imagine. Got that money. Considering he had the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. we'll do all that when we get back. Rundown <laughs> is next. Uh, you're listening to Jason John, 929 FM ESPN. Brad, across the glass here with Jason Smith in studio. It's almost 12 noon, and if you're on your phone during lunch and you want to download the newest app here in Memphis and in Tennessee to do sports gaming on your phone, download the Betley Sportsbook. Uh, you're on all the apps already. Why not get that $250 risk-free by downloading the Betley Sportsbook? They were the first in Arkansas. When Arkansas first legalized sports gaming, Betley got right in there. It's from the folks who brought you Southland Casino. They've got the great technology. They've got all the stuff that the other books have, but now it's legal in both Arkansas and in Tennessee. I downloaded it and used it for the Super Bowl uh, for, for my bets. Unfortunately, they didn't pay off so well. But for John, they did. But you can make all of those wagers uh, on the big game or on the other games through the Betley Sportsbook. They've got the Promotions tab open. If you just go to the app once you download it, go to the Promotions in the upper left-hand corner. There's these odds boosts. Like for tonight, there's a top 25 matchup, Miami and Texas. They boost it from 355 plus 355 to plus 380. So you get more money if those two uh, hit the money line parlay, Miami and Texas. Uh, using the Betley Sportsbook. So many ways to have fun. Use the promotions tab. Have fun with the parlays and all of the great wagers on the NBA and all of the sports. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet using the Betley Sportsbook. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. The Betley Sportsbook. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.